Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. Today is Thursday the 26th of August. I'm joined by co-founder of The Daily Oz, Sam Kozlowski, who is here to take you through the big stories of today before guiding us through a deep dive with a 21-year-old who is suffering from COVID-19. Before that chat, Sam, can you just update us on what is happening nationally? It wasn't a good day to be a COVID case in New South Wales. There were 919 locally acquired cases of COVID yesterday, with at least 37 of those cases infectious in the community. New South Wales Health also recorded two deaths related to COVID. Over in Victoria, there were 45 locally acquired cases of COVID-19 yesterday, with 28 of those infectious in the community. Meanwhile, in the ACT, there were nine locally acquired cases of COVID, with at least four of those infectious in the community. Before we jump ahead, I just wanted to clarify what infectious in the community actually is, because I do believe there is a bit of a misconception around this. When we talk about that number, it's not necessarily that those people are doing the wrong thing. It just means that they might have gone for a walk or gone food shopping, anything you're allowed to do in lockdown, and that contact tracers hadn't yet told them that they were required to do 14 days of quarantine. So that's usually because the system is a bit behind or because they haven't linked those cases. But when we talk about infectious in the community, don't just think people breaking the rules and going about their day as usual. It's usually people who have been following the rules but haven't yet been told that they are required to quarantine. On the topic of quarantine, Queensland has paused all travel from interstate hotspot arrivals for the next two weeks. So what this means is that if you're a Queenslander and you, say, went to Canberra for the parliamentary sitting week, you now can't go back. You can't do hotel quarantine and you can't enter the state. Here's Premier Palaszczuk explaining why that is. We are really concerned about the pressure that the hotel uh, quarantine system is putting on our resources So we have to uh, change uh, some of our our policies so there'll be a health directive that will be issued. And this is to sort this out as quickly as we possibly can. Meanwhile, at 12.01 this morning, Western Australia eased border restrictions with South Australia and Queensland. The other big story dominating headlines this week is, of course, Afghanistan. And over in the US, President Joe Biden has confirmed that the US will continue to withdraw all troops from Afghanistan by August 31. And this is due to the growing risk of terrorist attacks in the country. President Biden made the announcement despite calls from some leaders to delay the withdrawal, to give their armies more time to get their people out of Afghanistan. And this included calls from British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. The good news is, of course, courtesy of the Paralympics, where Australia has started on a golden note. As a colleague of mine pointed out, I think we should just call it off now because Australia is top of the table after winning a number of gold medals last night. For today's deep dive, we were fortunate enough to be joined by Jet Stanton, who's 21 from Western Sydney, and Jet has just left hospital after being diagnosed with COVID-19. It was fascinating to talk to Jet and get his reflections on the state of the public health system and his experience in hospital, but also how he feels about watching the protests that happened last weekend across Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane. Here's that chat. Here's that chat with Jet. Joining me today is 21-year-old Sydney-sided Jet Stanton, who has just come out of hospital after contracting COVID-19. Jet, firstly, how are you feeling at the moment? Feeling general drowsiness. Just don't feel great quality at all. Uh, You know, I've lost all my sense of smell and taste. Fatigue. I definitely don't 
feel like I could be as active as I used to be. And I've heard that in Hinkers for a long time too. And so where are you right now? So I'm in hotel quarantine at the moment. I only spent maybe a night or two at the hospital. They moved me into hotel quarantine so they can still keep an eye on me in an environment where obviously if there's other people that need the hospital more than me, they can take that spot. And how often do they check in with you on a, on a daily basis? In the hospital, obviously, they checked in about three times a day, 7.30, sometime during midday and then towards the night. I do remember maybe they check maybe once or twice more, but here they just do morning and night. We know that a lot of young people are hesitant to get medical attention and get help if they've got symptoms. Is that what happened to you? Yeah, I mean, not necessarily. It wasn't my definitely wasn't my choice to call the ambulance but at the same time I don't think I was really in a state to call the ambulance to be honest. I passed out multiple times or a couple times in a short amount of time that actually caused two ambulance trips and the second one to take me away to hospital obviously. Tell me a bit more about your experience in hospital in terms of how you felt the public health system stood up to the challenge of COVID. Oh I couldn't believe it eh like I ended up being isolated with one other person in the same room. At the start, it was just me by myself, but they ended up putting another person in, that absolutely lovely lady. They'd full isolate me. They'd come in with their full hazmat-looking suit things. So brave, getting right up close to you, putting everything on you. Like It was just surreal knowing that I have COVID, but these people are still coming so close to me. And it's just like the level of braveness I can't even explain. But yes, they were vaccinated. Yes, they had all the protective gear they could have had, but it was just how close and personal they got in terms of trying to help you out. And like the the level of bravery just to help someone out was just immensely impressive. I couldn't thank them enough for a day. Thinking about the reaction from other young people in the last couple of days to your story, do you think that young people are taking COVID seriously enough, especially in Sydney at the moment? No, (laughs) definitely not. My situation was a perfect example of I was going with the lockdown rules. I was isolating. I mean, I was not seeing people, not having people come over. You know, the people around me that caused me to be in this position, it was just an act of pure, I want my freedom and I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have people over. I'm going to go mix with other people, other groups of people even. It's not even like they're getting their freedom back, but they don't realize that there was people like I was in that position doing the right thing. I was making sure I was playing my part, making sure like in case I did have it for however reason, I didn't give it to the next person. But obviously they didn't think about that. They didn't think about the fact that other people, the next person might get it uh, and it's won't even be their fault. Um, and also like you've got to keep in mind that just because you don't think that it will affect you largely doesn't mean the person next to you that you give it to will take it lightly, but they might end up in my position in the hospital again. Because I can't lie, the people around me that I contracted COVID from, they basically have no symptoms. <laughs> yeah, no symptoms. And yeah, it's, it's a, it feels like a real rip-off. <laughs> and that's the thing, right, is that people have such contrasting experiences with COVID. What do you think of the government messaging that you've heard? Not necessarily in the last few days since you've kind of been going through the system, but previously... Did you feel like you fully understood what your role needed to be and how to get vaccinated and all those key messaging elements? Was this before getting COVID? Yeah. Yes. I mean, I already had, <laughs> I had my vaccine booked 
the day after I got my positive result. My girlfriend being a nurse and stuff like that, even if she wasn't a nurse, I'd still be interested in getting the vaccine. So I definitely was wanting to play my part in getting the vaccine. I mean, when I watched the protest, it was like a person going through COVID. It was just insane to see. And, you know, obviously you can't like force the vaccine down people's throat. You know, you can't tell people what to do. But I just can't stress enough that if you're going to play that part of the role, don't put other people in danger of actually getting the disease. And if you're not going to get the vaccine, then at least do the part in not letting other people get at risk of it. Is there anything else you want to add in terms of a message to young people who read our page every day and look to our page for, for information on COVID? Just be careful where you get your information from. Me personally going through it, it was a very, probably one of the most extremely unpleasant experiences of my life. And just, yeah, the end message is just don't put people in danger. And that's just like my end message because like, I'm like, you know, I was doing my part, people around me weren't, I ended up in this position and the one person of everyone in that group ended up in the hospital. That's pretty much the moral of my story. Just don't put other people at risk just because you want your freedoms. Jet, I really can't emphasize enough how much we appreciate you chatting to us and I'm so glad that you're safe and healthy, as healthy as you can be at the moment in, in hotel quarantine and keep smiling and we'll, we'll check in on you later. No problem. Yeah, I guess we'll see. <laughs>